You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Merry Christmas. Greetings, beloved. It's good to be back with you on another episode of Doctrine and Duty. And uh, we're going to be taking some time uh, to share with you some of the Christmas hymns, Advent hymns, that are sung by the people of God year after year. And what I've noticed, because as early as possible on XM Radio, I begin listening to Christmas music. So if it comes out in October, I start listening. If it's November, I start listening um, and just whenever it hits is where I begin to listen. And one, one thing I've learned about the Christmas hymns is that they're not only sung by believers in churches. Uh, many of them have been made popular by all sorts of a variety of singers. So the focus on uh, the uh, five Christmas hymns that I'm going to be sharing with you about over the next five weeks is going to be on worship. In Psalm 95, we have an invitation to worship. It says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise. In verse 6, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. In that word, we have a clear command slash invitation for the people of God to render to God what is due His name, and that is worship. The first hymn that I want to share with you about uh, in this Advent series is, O Come, All Ye Faithful. Now, there might be the time when I mispronounce certain things. This is a Latin hymn from the 1700s. It was translated into English in the 1800s. Um, It is one of those hymns that you don't really forget about. It's one that you remember. You remember most of it because it has such a a common refrain, O come, let us adore Him. O come, let us adore Him. O come, let us adore Him. Christ the Lord. Now, the tune is Adeste Fidelis, and uh, that has to do with the first uh, part of the Latin translation, the first few words, which means, Come near, ye faithful. So, O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem, come and behold him, born the king of angels. Uh, these Christmas hymns are, many of them are rich in theology, but they're also common to everyday humanity. So it's really cool that at Christmas time there is this connection whether people like it or not if they listen to XM radio or other Christmas classics or if they do Spotify or whatever these these hymns just pop up. And people's minds are filled with amazing theology whether they realize it or not. And so I'm so excited that there hasn't been some sort of attack or assault or ban on Christian Christmas hymns. So this one, uh, again, originally in Latin, uh, translated in English uh, by a man named, uh, who who knows, it was first written by John Wade in Latin, but then translated by um, a Protestant named Frederick 
Oakley. And um, this was somewhat anonymous, although we think, again, John Wade wrote it, set to music by him, certainly. And then about 100 years later, translated into English, what we now know it, uh, in the English form by Frederick Oakley. Uh, this hymn was sung in Catholic churches, Protestant churches, and today it's sung by believers, and it's sung by pagans. It is estimated that this song has been translated into over 100 other languages. It's vivid in its imagery. It has an appeal uh, that's kind of across cultures. But there is this repeated invitation to worship, much like we see in Psalm 95 that I read to you earlier. O come, let us adore Him. O come, let us adore Him. O come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Now, we don't, we don't read it. We sing it, and it's much slower, and it's set to a beautiful tune and melody. Um, but it's powerful. So it begins with an invitation. O come, all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. We're, we are called to imagine ourselves as coming to Bethlehem at the time of Christ's birth. So what, what a beautiful invitation. It's almost like uh, something you would see at Sight and Sound Theater uh, in, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. There's this invitation, hey, join us in this journey back to Bethlehem. And as we're journeying back to Bethlehem, let us adore Him, let us adore Him, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. So look at the theology. The theology of worship connected to the theology of Christ, Christology, Christ the Lord. Christ, meaning He is the Anointed One, and Lord, meaning He is the Messiah, He is the Son of God. Now, the next verse we usually sing goes like this. Sing, choirs of angels. Sing in exultation. Sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, all glory in the highest. And then, of course, the refrain, O come, let us adore Him. O come, let us adore Him. O come, let us adore Him. Christ the Lord. Aren't you glad we sing it and don't read it? Sing choirs of angels, reminding us of the multitudinous angelic choir that sang at the birth of Christ. Sing in exultation. Sing in the highest. Sing all you citizens of heaven above. Well, that's us. That's the saints, the redeemed of God of all the ages. What shall we be singing? We shall be singing glory to God. All glory in the highest. And, of course, all of that is directed to God. So we have the invitation, the command to worship we have the theology of worship, we have Christology, the theology of Christ, and now we have this focus on the glory of God. Which brings us to verse, uh, the next verse, which is verse 4. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. If you weren't in Bethlehem by now, the author puts you there right away. Hey, Lord, we greet you. You were born this joyful morning. Jesus, to thee be all glory given. Word of the Father now in flesh appearing. So let's look at the theology there. Yes, Lord, yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Uh, praise the Lord for the virgin conception and the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there is this connection, Jesus to thee be all glory given. It says, Jesus, here we've got this focus on Jesus being glorified. So we're giving God the Father the glory now. There's this connection that Jesus is on the exact same level as the Father. Of course, we believe that as a member of the Holy Trinity, but here we see it in a, a Christian hymn that's sung by the most common of people in our world. 
And then he closes out, verse 4, with word of the Father now in flesh appearing. That is a direct statement of the doctrine of the incarnation, the enfleshment of Christ. Word of the Father, reminding us of John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus Christ is the Word of the Father. Now, as if that's not deep and rich and applicational enough, let us go to that beloved lost verse, verse number two. There are always, sadly, there are always hymns in Protestantism that are left out. Usually it's the third verse. And then when I was growing up, they would sing the hymn, first, second, fourth, first, second, fourth, first, second, fifth. The third verse was always the one left out. But here's, it's verse two. It says, God from true God and light from light eternal. Born of a virgin, to earth he comes, only begotten Son of God the Father. Wow. This really is the verse that ties everything else together from verses 1, 3, and 4. God from true God. Again, the enfleshment, the incarnation, Jesus from the Father. Light from light eternal. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Born of a virgin, of course, the Virgin Mary, to earth he comes. That is what God the Father's will was for the Son is that He be sent to the earth to be uh, entombed in the womb, a living womb of Mary, and He would be born as a man. But He was not just a man. He was the infinite and ultimate God-man. And then only begotten Son of God the Father. He is the one and only Son of the Father. So anyways, I thought you might enjoy a little bit of history and a little bit of theology and, of course, that's the doctrine, and the duty is sing Christmas hymns. Beloved, let us join together. Let the churches sing Christmas hymns. And, yes, if you must wait until the end of November, then I give you permission to do so. But may you start as soon as possible to sing the great Christmas hymns of our faith. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come, ye, O come ye, to Bethlehem. Come. And behold him, born the king of angels, God from true God, light from light eternal, born of a virgin to earth he comes, only begotten son of God, the father. Sing choirs of angels, sing in exultation, sing all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, all glory in the highest. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee be all glory given, word of the father, now in flesh appearing. O come. Let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. To Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise. I love you. The Father loves you. It's my prayer that you would remain close to him as long as you live on planet Earth. Have a Jesus filled week and hope to see you in church on Sunday. If you can't be here in person, please join us online or through social media. Take care. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.